Cougar Sports Saturday. It's complete. Another touchdown! Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again! BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Hour number two coming your way. Cougar Sports Saturday, off season edition. So, BYU basketball is off to a great start. 18th in the country. Had a little setback last Saturday against Utah. I thought they would win by double digits. I wasn't even close. That was, uh, I was surprised by that result. I'm not going to lie, Mitch. I mentioned it on Cougar Tracks. Matt, you were trying to silence me last week. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I've seen far too many games in the Huntsman Center, Matt. History says BYU always nosedives in shooting at the Huntsman Center. Always. And honestly, for Utah, that was a critical win because BYU doesn't beat Utah teams that are worth their weight in salt. Like they don't go to they don't beat teams, Utah teams in the Hub Center that are uh teams that don't go to the or that go to the postseason. So Utah will probably be a postseason team that Utah's a good team. They're the tallest team in college basketball, for goodness sake. And and the fact that BYU still, despite their injuries, had a chance to still kind of win that game late. You would have liked to see the shot up, but I, I just that's the Huntsman Center for you. Like BYU just never done well there. Just yep. never do. I uh, I was wrong, dead wrong. But one thing that was interesting this past week in the world of college basketball is this NCAA transfer rule lawsuit. So let's pare it down to uh, brass tacks and easy uh, easy English. Basically, there's a, a uh, the NCAA had a lawsuit against them regarding two time transfers, and they lost that lawsuit. That is allowing a two-time transfer, which BOU has one of these, in Marcus Adams, who started at Kansas, transferred to Gonzaga for a hot minute, and then transferred down to BYU. So what do we know about this transfer rule? Initially, the NCAA said that if anyone played during that two-week window and then the ruling was reversed, they'd lose a year of eligibility. I think that's been backtracked now to where if you play – and it does get reversed, it's fine. It's not It's not going to be penalized against you. What have I missed on this NCAA lawsuit? No, you pretty much covered it. The The latest piece that came out yesterday afternoon, the NCAA says multiple-time transfers are able to play the rest of the winter season and entire spring season, so baseball athletes can fall under this too, without any sort of potential penalty or retroactively vacating wins, things like that. Like They can play. For this one academic year, these two-time transfers are cleared, in the go, ready to play. So that means teams like West Virginia, who we're talking about, BYU, they can now play their guys that were expected to never play this season. They were now going to be green-lighted to play. So that means Marcus Adams, that heralded transfer, top 50 recruit from Narbonne High School in Southern California, averaged 28 points per game his final season of prep basketball. He can play, and he's suddenly an in-season addition for BYU hoops. Now, these things have happened in the past where 
you get a mid-season acquisition. I remember back in the day when Trent Whiting was a mid-December addition after the semester ended. He joined the team late, and then BYU went on a big run that year in 2001. These sort of things have happened where you get some new addition mid-year. But for BYU, a team that's already really good, 9-1 and one to start the year, you could add a player like Marcus Adams, so that would be a nice luxury. And I remember talking to Cody Feger in the preseason and training camp about Marcus Adams, and he was so excited about Adams' potential, but he was also more excited because if they did get the waiver at that time, this was October when we had this conversation, but he was like, I, I wish that you know some of the guys last year's team could have been in the spot like Marcus Adams where there's no rush to put him into the fire because they know who their top guys are. This notion that Marcus Adams is going to roll in and make BYU a Final Four team, eh, I'd pump the brakes a little bit there uh, because I don't think that's the case. But I do think this is a guy that is a Big 12 talent. That's why they got him. I mean, he came on our show moments after he committed to BYU and said, Mark Pope told me, you're a Big 12 guy. We need more Big 12 guys in this program. He's got that ability. He's got NBA potential. I mean, I remember the uh, LA, uh, gosh, the... LA Times. They said that he might be one of the best, uh, you know, NBA prospects to come through the prep circuit in the Southern California ranks uh, in a few years. So that's some top end basketball down in Southern California. So Marcus Adams is a heck of a talent, but you got to ease him in uh, to work him in. And this is a perfect time too, Matt, because in non conference play, BYU's playing some light opponents where you should be blowing the doors off these teams. He should be able to get some run. Yeah, here's the thing. Marcus Adams, I think, has the highest ceiling by far of anyone in the program. I, uh, he's got that ability. He's got the measurables, six foot eight. He has not played a college basketball game yet in his career. And I just have a hard time seeing, barring injury, knock on wood, which you don't want to see because this BU basketball team has already fought through a lot of injury. They're still fighting through injury with Foose out for who knows how long. I just think it is incredibly unrealistic, and I think it's potentially harmful to the cohesiveness of the team to just assume we're going to plug this dude in and he's going to be a mainstay in the rotation. This rotation right now is working very well, and you still have to work work in two guys. Uh, if, if Foose returns at some point, and there's no indication that he's out for the year, it's day-to-day, and that day-to-day could last for months, but we haven't been told he's done. So Foose is going to come back at some point. He's getting worked in because you need his physicality. And then Dawson Baker, I think there's always room for someone who can shoot it. And quite frankly, Mitch, in my in my eyes, from what I've seen this year, Trey Stewart's had some moments, but he has not been consistent. Dawson Baker could very well beat him out and be yes. a rotation player at guard. Now, the same can be said for Marcus Adams at forward, but it's got to be earned. There's just there's a lot of guys playing right now that are playing well. And so it is nice that you have the the option to do so, but I don't think it is I don't think it's a slam dunk that you just say, "Okay, here you go, 20 minutes for yours." Yeah. Like who's 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 losing the 20 minutes? Like if Marcus Adams can carve out a role and beat somebody out, then great. That's awesome for BRU basketball. But to your point, and it's a good one, this team, you know, they don't need Marcus Adams this year to maybe get to the NCAA tournament. If he can find a role and he fits in and it all works, I'm all for it. But 
you have to be super protective of what you have going on right now because you this this team is playing with great cohesion, great chemistry. Chemistry is such an underrated thing in basketball, Mitch. Teams at BOU that have had it, Jimmer's team, Mark Pope's first team with Yoli and Jake Toulson and TJ Oz, when you have chemistry, you can have inferior talented players that beat other teams, especially in college basketball. We've seen it time and time again in the NCAA tournament. It's not all about talent. In the NBA, it's very different. Like You've got to have tremendous top-end talent to win in the NBA. That's not the case in college basketball. You can overcome top in talent with great cohesion and great chemistry, which this team has. So that is the priority. And if Marcus Adams, who got that waiver, can fit in, great. Now next year, it's a very different conversation next year. Next year, you work Marcus Adams in. He has a large role. He's probably a starter. I'm just talking this year. Like In a way, it's almost like sort of a bad thing because then – I just hope they don't succumb to the pressure of we've got to work him in. Well, I hope that it it becomes a positive thing because I always think back to years ago, I think it was Bronco Mendenhall who said this, where whenever you get a transfer, you hope that they can instantly play right away because especially if they don't have familiarity with BYU because you can get a, a case of homesickness and you're like, I want to go home. Where he gets to experience BYU as an actual player this year when he wasn't expecting to do that. And then he goes... I want more of this next year because you look at the roster this year, you're going to have Spencer Johnson, Noah Waterman, Trading Christensen, Jackson Robinson. They're all seniors. If they all move on, that's four spots moving on. And then you're going to bring in Colin Chandler, a dynamic athlete who's like you know Marcus Adams, a top 50 recruit. And you're piecing together these options, these players that have high potential, high ceilings for BYU basketball. I just think that it's a nice luxury for BYU to have Marcus Adams eased into into this rotation. I think he's going to earn minutes. I think he's going to find a way to play. Uh, but you know, he's a young kid. He's he reclassified. You know, he was supposed to be a guy that was in high school this year. He reclassified to the twenty twenty four class. So he's young. He's a seventeen year old, and that was evident by the moves where he's bounced from Kansas to Gonzaga, and then he ends up in BYU. And his deal is, you know, his waiver wasn't necessarily two time transfers. It was. He enrolled after the trade or not trade uh, the transfer portal deadline, so uh, he wasn't expected to you know play this year, barring a waiver. And now he's got that waiver through the court system, and that whole court deal was inspired by West Virginia. West Virginia was ticked that Raekwon Battle was not able and granted to play by the NCAA. But then you're seeing over at Cincinnati, Aziz Bandango, a two-time transfer, he's getting cleared. The NCAA is a joke. No yeah. one has sympathy for them. So you get take take them to the legal system. They're going to lose every time now. And that's being proven in the, in the court of law where, please invite these, these lawsuits to the NCAA because they will be defeated. And so now it's, it's an opportunity for Marcus Adams to play right away. And I think that he will find minutes and – but I just think that I don't think it's 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 imperative that he suddenly gets vaulted to the starting five no. or anything like that. I, I think that they're going to work him in. I, I don't think Mark Pope. I think Mark Pope's being realistic about it. He understands the dynamic, even coming into the year, like that first practice at training camp when everyone in the media was wanting to talk about Marcus Adams. It's like you know they were the coach assistant coaches are like hey, you know like we're working him in, but he's he's banged up. He was dealing with an ankle injury that, that back then in training camp. Like they're they're putting realistic expectations. They knew their core coming out of that foreign trip. You're not going to kill the good vibes for a freshman. But if he can earn his minutes, 
he's going to. And Dawson Baker, I think, is someone that can really reshake the rotation because I think he's got the potential to be one of the best players in the program. That's the ceiling for Dawson Baker. So I, I really like the options because BYU needs it because they are a banged-up group right now. That's And that's where I love this the most, though, is it adds depth for injury insurance because yes. Yes. I don't think – You'd take away Atiki's minutes right now. I don't think you'd take away Waterman's minutes. But if someone is going through a slump yeah. or someone else gets banged up, you have that option to give him more minutes. Or, and this is the scenario that would play out the best, is that he's just so lights out, you have to put him on the floor. Right. And, and that would be phenomenal. And if that evolves and he becomes this outstanding, like bona fide, one-and-done type talent, like some believed he could be when he was in high school— by all means, throw him in the five, baby. Like, let's go. But yep. for right now, but I he's got to earn that. Yeah, you got to. It's it's a process. This is a Big Twelve program. This is not some afterthought program. Again, I think sometimes Cougar fans undersell BYU basketball as like a brand and as a as a as an entity. It's like they're a Power Six conference team now. Like you don't think small time. You are now a a. a, a a fish in a big pond act like you're a big time program like you don't just hand the keys to someone you gotta go earn it it's a it's a meritocracy go out and earn that thing and if he does by all means great because that bodes well for BYU because we know the current rotation bunch of talented players that could get to March Madness and if Marcus Adams evolves and becomes a lights out player that's even better where BYU's talking about dreaming big for this season Let's take a break on the other side. Let's get back to football. I can't believe this. Early signing day coming up this week. We'll get Mitch's thoughts on who's on the radar, any names to keep an eye on for BYU football.